Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today, we have Scott Nelson from the company Juve, J-O-O-V-V. A lot of you have heard about it in the red light therapy space. A lot of us are talking about it. You see all the posts from Ben Greenfield and Dave Asprey on Instagram and all of us posting photos of us standing in front of this light. So we're going to talk about it today. I get a lot of questions about it. Juve is the first company to develop a full body light therapy device designed for in-home use. So Scott Nelson, welcome. Uh, thanks, Al. Really, uh, really looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, so this is a this can be a confusing topic, and it is for me. If you're not a super geeky science person, some of these terms might freak you out. But let's just start with why is everyone talking about red light therapy? What is it good for? Why do we even <laughs> want it? No, I so so I'll answer that probably in a couple different ways. So I think one, it's um, it's 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 a compelling type of therapy, right? Just it's a visually compelling therapy. So when someone sees it on Instagram or when they hear Ben Greenfield talking about how he uses it on his balls, it's just, it sparks a lot of interest, right? Like it sounds woo woo, but yet at the same time, I'm sort of, you know, most people are sort of allure, you know, they find sort of an allure to it. Um, so I think that that's one thing. And then two, um, probably one of the, the, the unique aspects about light therapy or as in the world of academia is referred to as photobiomodulation is that it's proven by so much science. And so once you get, if you're, if you maybe have heard about it or maybe aren't as familiar with it, once you just do a little bit of research, you'll quickly learn that it's it's one of the most sort of proven longevity or biohacks. I'm using air quotes here that 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 really is 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 out there. And so, if you give it a shot and give you know give yourself the opportunity to, opportunity to learn a little bit more about the therapy, um, it's supported by just a, a ton of science um, that shows benefits across a wide range a wide range of uh, um, of areas. All right. So, what is proven by science then? What are the things that have been proven that are beneficial? Yeah, so this is gonna. This might sound like a, a little bit like a late night uh, QVC uh, commercial. So um, I'd say first and foremost, light therapy has been shown time and time again to be beneficial for skin. So everything from reducing wrinkles and fine lines to age spots to um, uh, acne, etc. So skin health is a, is 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 a pretty major area. Um, then the, the the list kind of goes on from there. So it's everything from muscle recovery to enhanced um, enhancing peak athletic performance, um, uh, increased cognitive function. Uh, decreased joint pain and inflammation. Um, you can see it, it spans like a, a pretty broad range of health issues. And um, all of that's because of the core mechanism of action um, at a cellular level. Um, and, and that's because light therapy is actually helping our cells, specifically the mitochondria in our cells produce energy. And we have mitochondria in almost every cell in our bodies. That's why you get this really wide range of clinically proven benefits. We talk a lot about mitochondrial dysfunction. I went through it myself with hypothyroidism and a lot of people, of course, in this type two diabetes age and, you know, crappy diets, some people, most people have some sort of form of this and of course, accelerated anti-aging and glycation. What, um, in what way in layman's terms, how does it spark the mitochondria to do some, how does it work to affect my skin? Let's, you know, like, how does it actually do it? Like, what is it doing? You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll start at a high level and then we can kind of go a, a little Great. bit deeper. Um, but at a, at a high level, and I kind of touched on this a, a little bit, but um, specific wavelengths of light. So, so the, 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 the range of, of, of light wavelengths is really, really broad. Every, you know, and it's oftentimes um, most people under, measure light um, wavelengths 
uh, with, with nanometers. So the, the spectrum is really, really broad, but very specific wavelengths of light, um, red and near infrared. So not far infrared, and we can touch on that later, but red and near infrared light, those specific wavelengths um, have a unique mechanism of action at the mitochondrial level. Um, and, 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 and really to go a little bit deeper, they actually help your mitochondria um, produce more ATP, um, adenosine triphosphate, or more, more cellular energy. Um, ATP is sometimes, you know, if we kind of harken back to our, our high school biology days, sometimes referred to as the energy currency of life, um, this, this molecule called ATP. And so that's what light therapy does or photobiomodulation does at, at a high level. But really more specifically, the, 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 um, the primary mechanism of action is during the fourth phase of cellular respiration. So cellular, cellular respiration is, is kind of the core process by which our cells produce more, more of this energy. And during the fourth phase specifically, um, these, these wavelengths of light have a unique action on an enzyme called cytochrome C oxidase or CCO. And, and what, what happens is when our cells are under more stress, whether it's from um, intentionally induced exercise stress or from, um, you know, lack of sleep, et cetera. There's a number of different stressors, but um, our cells produce too much nitric oxide. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, too much of anything is, is normally not a, not a great thing. And so this excess nitric oxide can actually bind to that enzyme I mentioned earlier, cytochrome C oxidase. And when they, when, they bound, when they bind together, that sort of halts the production of ADP or adenosine diphosphate, which is a precursor to, to ATP. And so um, what these wavelengths of light do is help to break those, that bond between CCO and nitric oxide. It releases nitric oxide to sort of do its thing. And that's why a lot of people report sort of vasodilation when using light therapy. But it also frees up CCO to do its thing during cellular, cellular respiration, which is help produce um, more ADP, which and then, uh, then in, in, in turn produces more ATP. And so that's a little bit more of a, a, a technical explanation, but that would be kind of the core mechanism of action at a cellular level. Um, and the only other caveat that I mentioned, I, I think you, you're going to ask a follow-up question here, but the only, the only caveat that I mentioned is, is um, photobiomodulation is still a relatively, it's been around a, a while, but it's still a relatively new therapeutic arena. Um, so most researchers, th- you know, fo- most photomedicine research, researchers would say that's probably the, the primary um, or mo- most well-studied mechanism of action. But there's, there's also some kind of some tantalizing sort of early evidence that suggests there's other mechanisms at play too beyond that. So the research is still relatively new, but, um, but that's sort of the core thing that's going on at a cellular level. Back to what you were saying, what was the term you used? Did you, you said something with dilation and I couldn't understand what you meant there. Yeah. Vasal dilation. So by breaking that bond between nitric oxide and cytochrome C oxidase, that frees up nitric oxide, um, at, at a cellular level. And so that's why a lot of people, um, will, that's one of the first things maybe they notice during a light therapy treatment is like, they'll say, Hey, look, my, my veins are bulging out, you know? Um, and some, some of that's just the visual aspect of, of, of the light, but also like, there's also a, a very like physical, like effect going on there. And that's nitric oxide being released into the, into the, uh, circulation. So uh, for those out there, they're like, all right, so we've lived all these years without it. What is it about it? Is this sort of like, because we lack the outdoor experience and sunlight. And so therefore we need the benefits of that without the burning ray. Like why, why do this? I mean, yeah, I, why, I, I why swear not? by it. I'll tell everyone my experience <laughs> later, but I mean, I, you know, why? Because yeah. why, you know, now? why you get right? sun or whatever, maybe it's not full body all the time, but mm-hmm. I mean, what's the relation? What is that connection? Yeah. So, so, so there's, there's interesting. So like why, why now is there sort of a, um, 
sort of a, a what seems like sort of a, a wave of interest in the therapy. I, I know I'm not sure. I'd like to think that we're doing a you know a, a decent job at trying to raise more awareness around the science and the education of, of light therapy. But I, I think a lot of this um, kind of stems from from people who like yourself who are in in sort of in into looking at ancestral living and uh, and and sort of um, looking at our ancestors and the way they lived and uh, you know. 100, 200 years ago, um, most, most people didn't go to an office, right, um, and work all day in a, in, a, in a cube or in an office environment and then, um, you know, commute home. And then by the time they commute home, uh, they, they've looked at the entire course of their day and they've, they, they've received no sort of beneficial light, no, no healthy natural sunlight at all. Um, in fact, there's a stat that um, uh, Americans now spend 93% of their time indoors um, away from natural light. And that's, that's sort of like, that seems like a kind of a over-exaggerated statistic at first blush. But when you think about it, and I, 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 I like, I, I'm, I'm guilty myself, like before moving to, to Southern California, we were based in Minneapolis and during long stretches of the year, um, there'd be times where I, I don't, I think a hundred percent of my time was not spent in, in, you know, natural light. And so when you think about like the relatively short amount of time, I mean, maybe that's happened over the course of like the last 75 years or so. Like our biological systems just haven't adapted that quickly. Um, we, we sort of need sunlight to live. Like every, every living organism needs sunlight to live. Um, and we just don't get enough of that. And so, um, so, so that, that's probably the biggest issue. And so then, then is this the replacer for that? Like how is yeah. it stack up against real sun versus red light therapy? You know? The- yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. In fact, I'd say anyone who's listening to this and wants to, wants to kind of dig a little bit deeper, I'd say that, that would be the first action step is like, try to be, try to get more natural sun, try to get more natural sunlight in your, in your day. Cause that's, that's, that's going to be, that's the cheapest way. <laughs> that's the cheapest way to do it. Um, it's relatively easy if you're just a little bit more cognizant, but, but yeah, I would say that's the first step. So I wouldn't, I would, I, I would definitely say, um, this isn't a, a replacement for getting natural sunlight. Um, at, as a company, we, we definitely are, are big proponents of trying to get enough, um, enough sort of doses of natural sunlight on a, on a daily and weekly basis. But, you know, there's a lot of people listening that, that, you know, we're, we're approaching the, the winter months here that live in areas, whether you're in the U S or Europe, et cetera, that, you know, that that's hard to come by, especially if you have a, a, a like a normal job, you know, and you're commuting, um, in, you know, when, when the, when the sun hasn't risen yet, you're at work all day. Um, you know, when the sun may be out, uh, if it is at all, and then you're commuting home after the sun sets. So like, it's, it's kind of, it's really, really hard. And so this is a type of therapy that can help with that process. It's a, it's kind of a, just like a, a, a multivitamin supplement, so to speak, it can help supplement sort of your, your light diet, if you will. Is this also, um, how is this related to back in the day? Cause I'm from downtown Chicago and even though Minneapolis is <laughs> brutal, I mean, I remember growing up and hearing about like 90 below zero. I thought 22 below zero was bad, but you know, the seasonal depressional disorder, what about those lights? Was that the same idea? Did they, ha- were they onto something there, but kind of missed the boat? Now it's more advanced. Like, are, th- are these related? Yeah. Yeah. And I would say if you're trying to choose between the two, I would opt for uh, red light instead of bright white light. Those, those wavelengths, um, although, you know, beneficial for, you know, things like seasonal affective disorder, if you use them during the wrong times of the day, you know, after the sun sets that may alter um, or may negatively impact your circadian rhythm. Um, and there's ample evidence that suggests red light actually helps with, with mood and depression as well. And so if you're going to choose between the two, I would probably definitely say go with red light because it's, it's supported by that much more uh, science for a wide for a wide range of benefits, including mood and and uh, and and seasonal affective disorder. 
So when we talk about, so there's, there's lots of red light, a big thing. You can go to a spa and get a red light therapy treatment, pay for all the stuff. We see it everywhere. What are we looking for as consumers? Because right, there's different wavelengths and they're all little kind of mathematical, you know, I mean, if you don't know what you're doing, what are you looking for at a minimum or maximum? Because could you be in front of such a machine that's not really doing the job? I mean, you know, because of the wavelength. So can you explain how that works? Yeah. Yeah. There's probably three, three big areas or big, big sort of, um, buckets that I would look at if you're, if you're, if you're into this therapy and you're kind of at that point where you want to invest in a device, I would say look for three things. So one would be the wavelengths, which specific wavelengths, um, uh, is the device delivering. Um, uh, most, most of the research around, uh, light therapy is within a pretty narrow band of wavelengths, anything from, from 600 to about 900 nanometers. Um, but, even within that small window, there's some wavelengths that have been that, that that are not supported by any science at all, and have shown actually to have no biological impact. Namely, 700 to about 780 nanometers. So, really, you want to look for two specific wavelengths: something in the mid 600 nanometer range. So that's red light in the mid 600 nanometer range, and the near infrared in the mid 800 nanometer range. Um, those two wavelengths are supported by the most science, and really, the, the major difference between the two. Um, they have the same mechanism of action at a cellular level, but the major difference is um, is depth of penetration. So most of red, most of the energy with red light is absorbed in the dermis and epidermis of your skin, whereas near infrared light has a has a unique ability to penetrate a little bit further into your body. And so that's why it's often studied for things like arthritis and muscle recovery and peak athletic performance because it does penetrate deeper. But um, that's the first bucket I'd look at is is wavelengths. What wavelengths is this device delivering, and are they supported by by clinical research? The second big bucket I would say is is um, is power, right? And that this this really the question here is really how long do I have to use this thing to get the benefit that I want? Um, and so if you're just after skin health, you can probably get away with a with a lower powered unit. Um, there most of the most of the clinical research um, suggests that you really don't your, the dose of energy that you need for just for just your skin. It doesn't need to be that high, but if you want, if you want, if you're after kind of the, the other benefits, things like, um, uh, decreased joint inflammation, um, increased muscle recovery, some of those broader, broader benefits, you do need a device that delivers a fair amount of power. Um, ideally, um, ideally something in the neighborhood of, you know, roughly 15 to 20 joules per square centimeter. That's joules of energy per square centimeter. That's, that's the sort of metric that most photomedicine researchers look at. And that's, that's, a, that's a good number to, to kind of pay attention to if you want sort of the, the broad benefits. Um, you can get, you can, like I said before, you can get benefits from a lower power device um, beyond just skin. But you, what, what ends up happening is you have to use it forever. You know, so, it, I mean, it's kind of like um, the analogy is, is relatively simple to understand. If you're using something that delivers less power, you just have to use it for a longer period of time to get, to get the same type of dosage. Um, in fact, that's one of the things that we've tried to optimize with our devices is delivering a, a clinically relevant dose of energy in a short amount of time. Because with light therapy, you sort of need to use it on a consistent basis. You can't just use it once a week and expect, expect uh, results. And so you really want to be using it ideally daily, but you know, you know, three, four, five times a week at least. Um, and so um, looking, that's probably the second biggest bucket is look for a device that delivers about 15 to 20 joules per square centimeter. And then the last bucket, um, just to kind of finish out that question would be, um, the, the treatment size, right? Are you going to use, um, a small handheld device that could be good for like maybe your face or maybe like a small aspect of your body, like your elbow or your knee or something like that. Um, and I would argue that, um, light therapy is beneficial as we discussed earlier for so many different areas of your body. 
um, it's going to be optimal to treat as much as, as much as you can in one single session. Uh, and so we're big believers and big proponents of full body light therapy. And that's kind of the, that's kind of sort of the, why we've designed the devices the way we, we have is really to, to give everyone the opportunity to, to, to get full body light therapy in a, in a convenient way. So now the light therapy unit, I have one of your amazing full body units and I love it. And I'll talk about my experience with that over the past four months in a minute. But so there, there are light, obvious lights that come out and then there are some holes that you can't see the light, right? Mm -hmm. So can you just, and so those are the two different wavelengths, one sort of more topical epidermis, one's penetrating deeper. Is that my understanding? You got it. Near infrared light um, is invisible to the naked eye. And so um, those, um, if you're using an LED based device um, or really any, 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 any light source, if it's delivering near infrared light, you're not going to be able to see it. Um, You know, the, the, the the naked eye is not going to be able to see it. So it kind of looks off. Um, If you were to, you know, turn down the lights and maybe take a picture of, 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 of when they're on, you can actually see a faint glow. Um, but yeah, that's, that's because near infrared light is, is, um, is, is, is not visible to the, to the human eye. Whereas r- bright red light in that mid 600 nanometer range is very visible, very bright. Um, and then, you know, it, it has, <laughs> has a pretty compelling uh, visual appeal, you know, for someone that's uh, not, not heard of, of light therapy before. When I, when I first talked to Wes at Juve and I met you guys at Paleo FX, I was really skeptical. <laughs> I was really skeptical. And I, I mean, not talking to you guys, but just looking at the unit and being like, I don't know. And then um, uh, you, you guys, Mark Sisson has one. And when he was in Miami, Devin's uh, boyfriend was using it and he completely swears by it. And he's a personal trainer and he's super ripped and he swears by it in terms of muscle recovery and sleep. And he's like, Elle, trust me, you have to do this. So when you guys lent me the unit and I wanted to give it more than a month because I wanted to really, again, I wasn't going to promote anything. So I've absolutely noticed the difference in my skin for sure. Um, I mean, I already have pretty good skin, but I absolutely noticed the difference, particularly on my neck. Um, where as we age, I'm 45. And even though I look much younger and that's awesome, I feel like this is certainly working. I had an interesting, so on my forehead, I don't know if, I don't think the camera can pick it up, but I had a pore that looked like someone just went boom and punctured like a hole in my skin. And if you were a kid, you'd be like, what's in the hole? Like, it looked like you could go in there. You know, it was like deep. And I was like, what is going on? And I, this is before I got the red light and I went and got facials and microdermabrasion. I'm like, what is this like thing? How do I resolve this? <laughs> and it was just like this hole in my forehead. I don't even know where it came from. Um, so anyway, one of the things I was telling Wes after a couple months that I noticed is that it has resolved itself. It's starting to resolve, meaning it's not become a deep cavern. It's kind of opened up. It's the strangest thing, and I'm not doing anything different. I haven't gone and gotten any kind of laser treatments or any kind of facial peels or anything like that. Um, I have to say, too, I really just noticed the difference in my day. Like, I miss not doing it. I will say that the easiest part about it is, I, I mean, I know some people do it differently. I wake up and it's like, I just stand in front of that sucker for eight minutes, both sides. And I stand about six inches away from it and it's, it's warming and and it's, it's kind of nice. And I feel like you just get it done and it's out of the way. And then there's kind of like no excuse or, oh yeah, I got enough. You know, once you're up and more active, then you're like kind of distracted. And so, um, sure. I've really found it. I also feel too that there's got to be some benefits with mitochondrial fat burning that I've noticed and some improvements there and just my skin and other parts of my body. Um, So I've really noticed that I always had really great, great sleep, but I also do feel that muscle recovery is better. So I definitely have noticed things. And I think it, I noticed the change in my skin pretty immediately. Like 
in the first several weeks, I noticed there was something moving forward. And then it feels like all of the other things kind of came together. And now I definitely swear by, now I'm, now I'm <laughs> like, you know, Devin's boyfriend where I'm like, want to tell everyone about it. And I just, I feel like it, it is a beneficial thing. And certainly in the, in the winter, even though I'm in California and we get a lot of sun here, sometimes you're not out all the time and full body, not all the time. And, um, so I, I love it. I stand in front of it naked. Uh, you did mention earlier at the beginning, we're going to have to talk about how Ben Greenfield uses it on his balls. So here's the thing. I have heard that it, what, increases ball size, testosterone in men, something there. So there's a reason for that. But ever since I heard that, when I stand, when the light is to my back in the morning, I bend over in front of it and make sure it's all <laughs> getting in there. So I just want to be like, well, I just heard it. And I was like, I guess I'll do it too, but I'm not going to grow a pair of balls, am I? So tell us what that's about. <laughs> No, no. If you're if you're a female, you're definitely not going to um, see massive testosterone increases by no means. But, but yeah, the um, I would say that the evidence around um, around enhanced testosterone production is still pretty early. Um, there's you're not going to find a, a really well structured clinical trial like on PubMed around testosterone production. There's a few anecdotal small uh, small studies that that show. Um, enhanced a little bit of enhanced testosterone production, but really more sperm enhanced sperm mo- uh, mobility too. Oh, okay. Um, so that's but, someone um, with infertility the, might want to. Yeah, try? exactly. Yep, exactly, exactly. Yep. So, um, um, but but having said that, since since launching our full body devices, we've received a ton of anecdotal feedback um, fr- from from guys like Ben Greenfield, uh, Dr. John Toma um, is a practitioner in Scottsdale. He's another one that comes to mind that have have done their blood work before and after um, and and seen significant increases in, um, not only their, um, well, their testosterone levels across the board, you know, including their free tests. So, um, that, that's definitely a, a, um, a noticeable, um, a noticeable benefit, uh, with guys. But if you're, if you're a female, you're not going to, you're not going to grow chest hair. You're not going <laughs> to, but, but your could, voice. But is, it could, if it's increasing testosterone in, in men, then it likely will in someone in, in any person, especially, I mean, in a good way for your own body. So it could still be a benefit, especially someone my age too, who, you know, you, where you go down the road where, you know, when I had hypothyroidism, my testosterone Mm -hmm. got low. We as females, you still want a good level of testosterone and make a strong headed lean muscle mass. And I definitely feel some kind of increase there or something having to do with lean muscle mass. Even, and again, I can't even say fat burning as much as I can say, God, better muscle to fat ratio. Um, and again, I've been using it for maybe like three, four months now. And I only, I took a couple weeks off and I didn't like it. I was, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, you're, 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 you're dead on. Like this, these types of wavelengths because of that core mechanism of action, they do help to like rebalance your, your, your hormones. And there's ample evidence that suggests even the thyroid, for example, is positive, positive to positively affected by these, these wavelengths of light. And the nice thing about the thyroid is it's so close to your skin um, which does help, um, which does help in terms of uh, absorption of those, of those wavelengths. Um, yeah. And, and across the board, you mentioned sort of an increase in energy or like a, a metabolic, um, um, uh, sort of a, a metabolic difference. Um, there, there's a, a loads of clinical data that support, that support, um, uh, this therapy's effect on, on muscle growth. Um, there's also some really solid, like compelling evidence, um, for over the past five years for it, uh, red light's ability to actually almost, um, almost shrink your fat cells. It's almost like a porous effect. Your adipose or your, uh, your, the cells in your adipose tissue almost become more porous and it almost helps like almost like a, it's like a detoxing effect in your, in your fat cells, which is kind of a unique mechanism of action. And, you know, one other thing that we didn't, we didn't cover, but it's certainly a hot topic, um, kind of in, in, in natural health. And it's been, it's been this way for quite some time is, is gut microbiome. 
And actually, there's an early there's an early, uh, study that was published just recently from researchers in, in Sydney, Australia, um, that actually showcased enhanced gut microbiome um, when using red and near-infrared light therapy. And that's really interesting because normally you would think um, the light wouldn't be able to penetrate as deep, but the, research, the researchers suggested a different mechanism of action that, that's um, actually, uh, it's, it's more um, affecting um, metabolites throughout your body. Um, and that's what's maybe leading to enhanced gut microbiome. And that's kind of why I mentioned that earlier is, you know, researchers, um, you know, academic researchers are still, we're still learning a lot about, about the mechanism of action. Um, and there's some really interesting, compelling data around, um, around uh, light therapy's ability to enhance gut microbiome, you know, and things like that. So it's just, uh, it's an exciting field and there's so many benefits. It's, um, it's hard not to ignore um, if you've never heard of, if you've never heard of, of uh, you know, red and near infrared light. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm totally sold on it. I knew they've used it, you know, on skin for healing and things like that. In fact, I had done a really dumb girl thing by picking my face not too long ago. And, you know, oh, yeah, I got this pimple and like didn't and kind of ruined it and, you know, had a red mark and it was, you know, kind of a tragedy. And I immediately like went to the red, (laughs) I just immediately was like at the red light and just, you know, kind of doing it. I just felt like it was it was improving the healing. Um, It's, you know, what's interesting, what's interesting about that, Ella, and I know you mentioned some of the, the skin issues, we're, um, we're sponsoring, uh, we're sponsoring in the skin games, which is like this international esthetician competition this year. It's our first time doing this and um, we're doing it with Alatura. And I think you had Andy on your podcast recently from- yeah, I use from it Alatura. actually, that's what I use. I use that. And then like, was it the red light? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're, 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 we're sponsoring um, an, an esthetician that's, that's entering the, the skin games. But I've seen even, we're, we're just at week two, but at the time we're recording this, this podcast and- the, the before and after pictures just from week one to week two are like really dramatic, especially for like, um, like, like things that you mentioned, like, like small pores that seem hard to treat. Um, but if you're diligent enough and, and, you know, light therapy being one, one of, you know, several, you know, making sure you're doing everything else, but one, one light therapy being one modality, like it's pretty, you can see um, to your point, pretty, pretty noticeable, uh, changes in, you know, in, in weeks. It's not something that takes, you know, uh, months upon months to see, see results. Yeah, and and Andy Nilo from Alatura Naturals, um, he had a whole host of skin issues after getting run over by a car, lots of scars. He has beautiful skin. He also is a juvelite. So does Ben Greenfield, and he also uses the (laughs) – actually, everyone who uses it has really great skin. Um, You know, another topic area too, you know, let's talk about inflammation. So what I think that's great about these units in general is if you're trying to attack a problem, let's say you've got – horrible gut health, you're riddled with Hashimoto's antibodies, or you're dealing with RA or any kind of other inflammatory autoimmune disorder, you know, yeah, you got to do everything. And that might mean, of course, a systemic enzymes for a couple of months, plus red light therapy, plus, of course, following an autoimmune protocol. But I just know that there's something here with inflammation. That is absolutely something I have felt so much better if I've been sore, done a crazy exercise. And then like, it seems like it dissipates quicker having the juve unit than if it didn't. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to get less massages. Like there was one time when my back got jacked up and I, I just, I wanted to go get a massage, but I was like, you know what, I'll just wait, you know, and see. And I feel like it really does enhance that. So again, for any kind of inflammatory issues or people that just need to be like, get a major life reset, you want to do a full body course of therapy on this, if you can. Um, I mean, I know you've, I had, you know, even Wes was telling me that when he used to work in construction, he had a bunch of uh, stretch marks on his side and that noticeably went away. Um, I know people have talked about obviously the skin stuff, muscle recovery. 
what anecdotal stories have you heard that have improved something where we might not think, or like, again, where I didn't know that that thing was going to do what it did, but I noticed it. I'd yeah. love to hear some of those randoms, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And those are, those are probably some of the most rewarding, um, you know, s- s- stories, I guess, are most, one of the most rewarding aspects of, uh, you know, of being involved in, 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 a, in a therapy that, that can really change a lot of people's lives in, in pretty dramatic ways sometimes. But uh, just to touch on your point about inflammation, there's, there's a ton of, of, of science that's, that, that supports um, or that, that shows and demonstrates that, that red and infrared light therapy actually help your immune system transition from an M1 phenotype to an M2 phenotype, which actually helps enhance phagocytosis. So basically your macrophages become better at what they're doing. You know, I think of kind of Pac-Man and, and Pac-Man's ability to kind of eat the bad stuff. That's what, that's what red and near infrared light do kind of at, at, you know, at, you know, in terms of its, its, uh, its impact on your immune system. But, um, back to your original question of like anecdotal stories. I mean, there, there's, 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 there's a lot of them. Um, we've got, you know, on, on our website now, we've got over 500, um, um, uh, four and five star reviews, um, from, from, uh, from people. Um, and that, that's, those are always really interesting to read, you know, their stories, but like one in particular was just recently, uh, I'm trying to remember his age. I think he was, he might've been 80 or just shy of 80. Um, a gentleman that could not walk. He was in a wheelchair um, um, because of chronic, uh, chronic inflammation, a whole host of, of different issues has literally tried everything. Um, and is that, it was at that point in his life where he's like, you know, exploring all kinds of different natural remedies, red light being one of them. He bought one of our smaller devices um, and had such dramatic results within about a month. I think, um, I think it's, it might've been even less than four weeks. He was, he was walking uh, a quarter of a mile every day. Um, and he, he was so like, uh, he, he's such a big fan now. He bought, I think like 10 smaller devices for all of his neighbors. Um, he must, I think he must live in a neighborhood that, you know, with some older, older folks. And it, we didn't ask him to do that at all. I mean, he just did that because he felt so strongly about the therapy and what, and his experience with it. Um, so I think that like, that's a really cool story, um, that, that, that really stands out. And there's another one that we posted on our Instagram. It's probably been about a month. Um, it was a little boy that, su- that um, suffered from, um, oh, I'm trying to think of the, um, um, the disease, it's an autoimmune disease. Um, but, um, he was drawn to, to red light therapy. His mom, his mom actually bought, the, bought, bought the device and he started using it. And, um, for the, for the first, I think it was for the first time we posted on Instagram. So if you want to go, go check it out in more detail, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but after using the therapy for, um, for a relatively short amount of time, he began to like, uh, take his first steps. Um, and I'm trying to remember his, um, what he kind of suffered with. Um, but it was a really ca- compelling story. I mean, just very honest and, and genuine. So, um, it's a really cool therapy for not just, you know, um, folks in their, in their, um, you know, uh, in their older years, but even, even kids, um, that don't get enough, uh, natural light during the day. So, um, really cool stories, but I would encourage anyone if you, if you're, if you're not, if you don't geek out on the science and the technical stuff, but you want to just kind of get an idea of kind of what, what this type of therapy does, just hit up, hit up our, re, our reviews page and check out some of those stories. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool. What's your personal story? Mm-hmm. What I want to know, not only because you you weren't always in this game, so what led mm-hmm. you to f- find, co-found Juve? And then also, what did you notice? Because clearly you were, you don't jump on something and, and make a company out of it unless you're passionate. And so right. what was behind that passion? What was your experience? Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. It's, it's, it's kind of a classic, you know, startup story in that, um, um, I, I've spent my entire career in traditional med tech. So uh, before Juve, I was at companies like Medtronic, and then before that, Covidian, uh, before that, Boston Scientific, always in the cardiovascular space. So dealing with products like coronary and peripheral stents and thrombectomy catheters and etherectomy catheters. So like knee deep in like very, very conservative traditional traditional uh, med- medical uh, medical device world. And that's actually what, what why we lived in Minneapolis. It's like the Silicon Valley for 
for medical devices. Um, but um, um, how Juve got started is that um, my sister-in-law, Melissa, um, um, she uh, bought a red light therapy package at a local salon um, or local spa, I should say, in Minneapolis um, that was advertising, you know, red light therapy. She's, um, she's into, into uh, natural health, of course, and is always kind of exploring different things. And she bought a package, had really good results over the course of about eight weeks, but she went all the time. She went like five or, I think she, they, <laughs> it was one of those unlimited packages and they're like, you, you really are using it unlimited. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So she, she, she went really consistently, saw really good results, primarily related to her skin, um, decrease in stretch marks and, and wrinkles and, and age spots, et cetera. And also some eczema issues that she was dealing with. And then she got my wife excited about it. Um, so my wife, um, bought a package experienced, you know, similar things. Um, a, a lot of it primarily related to, to her skin. And so they were, um, they both liked the therapy, but hated the, uh, inconvenience of that, you know, going to a spa that many times per week is onerous. It's not overly budget friendly either. And so Melissa actually, actually tasked her husband, Justin, who's an engineer, um, who's also a co-founder of Juve, um, with, with trying to, trying to create some device that they could use at home, you know, that could treat your whole body. And so he, he, he played around with some prototypes. Um, it's kind of funny to look back at some of those pictures. Um, but after, after, you know, doing a fair amount of research, we kind of, we kind of honed in on those, those things that I mentioned earlier, wavelengths, power, and treatment area. Those, those were pretty important and kind of the unique, the unique differentiating aspect that we were doing is kind of that full body aspect. And so we eventually got to our, our first prototype, um, but it took a lot of convincing on, on my part. I mean, I, like I said, I was in traditional med tech. Um, you know, I, I, it red light therapy seemed way too woo woo for me. Um, and I was very cynical, like I think a lot of people are at first. Um, but, I, but like I, uh, you know, we, we touched on at the, at the beginning of the, the conversation, if you just give it a shot and do a little bit of research, it's, it's very, very compelling. I mean, in fact, I was, I was blown away by the sheer uh, amount of published, um, uh, published peer reviewed research on photobiomodulation. It's, it's pretty mind blowing. And so, um, so I, I eventually, um, you know, sort of was convinced uh, we ended up launching our first uh, product um, in February of 2016, um, and then it's kind of been a, uh, an interesting, interesting ride um, ever since. As we've uh, we've tried to um, you know r- raise uh, awareness, and then just you know really um, really try to um, promote the uh, the science of light mm-hmm. therapy, and 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 and, and the, you know helping people understand what it does, how it works, and like the many benefits that you can get from you know healthy natural wavelengths of, of light. What, when did you, what was your experience when you tried it? Clearly you were like, okay, I'm, I'm hearing these two ladies talk about how it improved their skin. I'm sure you wanted to kind of see something for yourself. So what was your personal experience after, you know, kind of getting into it for a while? What did you notice? Yep. And I, I, I wasn't, um, I mean, fortunately I've never really suffered from, um, from too many like chronic issues. You know, I don't have like a chronic elbow or a, a hip that bothers me. Um, but like the biggest thing that I noticed was enhanced sleep. Um, I, and I know, I mean, you, you mentioned it earlier, like if you don't use it, you, t- you tend to notice, um, notice it when I, when I don't use light therapy, especially in the evenings, I tend to use it more in the evenings. Um, like I, I, I usually notice my sleep suffers for that. And there's, and, and again, there's, there's, there's research that shows that actually, uh, red light, um, in the evenings actually helps, um, uh, your body produce more, uh, melatonin, um, so, which uh, most, most listeners understand that that, that helps uh, improve sleep quality. So that's probably the biggest thing that I've noticed like you, um, using it consistently. I think almost everyone across the board sees better results with their skin. So that's, uh, that's always kind of a, a nice plus. Um, and then also I just think, um, um, overall, overall like bodily function. I mean, that's kind of hard to, hard to quantify sometimes. Um, but there is like when I, if I'm traveling or if there's, if there's spurts where, um, where I don't use it, um, on a, like a, if I go like, you know, a week or so without, without, with using, um, light therapy pretty inconsistently, mm-hmm. I, I tend to notice, you know, and, and, 
someone could argue maybe that's a little bit of placebo, but I would, I would, I would probably counter that argument and say, well, there's so much science that supports the therapy in so many different areas. It's probably not placebo. It's probably reality. Um, well, like you know, Scott didn't back, you know, back in the, I remember reading something back in the old days and seeing these black and white photos of these, um, what are they like sanatoriums in Switzerland, yeah. right? These hospitals yeah. where basically they just, the treatment is, you know, uh, sit outside and make it body. I mean, you know, so it's just interesting how we've come this far, right? Where <laughs> they've been, you know, shuffling patients out to the. Oh to yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of the very early research is actually from Europe, you know, yeah. and, and under the, um, uh, kind of the, the, the label of heliotherapy, you know, that's how kind of like the, sort of the, the OGs, uh, referred to light therapy as, you know, heliotherapy, but you're, you're, you're dead and right. You know, there's, there's, um, a lot of, a lot of patients, um, were treated just by, you know, they, they wheel the patient out in the sunlight and expose their full body to, uh, to the sun. In fact, there's, there's actually some really nice evidence from an early 20th century that says men who expose their, their, their chest to, to sunlight, to, to full spectrum sunlight, actually saw noticeable increases in, in testosterone production as well. So um, there's definitely power in these in wavelengths of light, you know, and there's, there's not only, you know, n- newer evidence to support it, but like if you kind of harken back to, you know, a couple hundred years ago, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's people were, were toying around with the therapy back then. Absolutely. Um, I'm totally sold on it now. And it's so funny because I was so (laughs) skeptical. (laughs) I was like, I don't know if I want to try it because I kind of don't even believe it. So I don't even know. I I literally was and I'm not normally like a skeptic. But again, I just was like, "Mm." but you know, again, and you see it everywhere and just hearing the personal anecdotal experiences and then again, having them myself. So I'm not totally shocked that that happened. Um, <laughs> tell us there's, I mean, you can go to juve.com, everyone that's J O O V V.com and look at all of the different units. What is the, you know, what's the latest error? What is latest research? What's new and happening in your arena? Yeah. So I, I would say, um, some, some of that er, early evidence, um, that I mentioned, uh, in, in the, in, in our discussion about, about gut health, I think that's super interesting, um, research. Um, we, we hope to participate in more clinical trials ourselves as a company. Um, and, um, you know, I think, uh, there, there's really, I, and I'm not sure if you've had any, any, um, any guests on your show that have spoken, um, in depth about deuterium, um, which is like the, the hydrogen isotope, um, that, you know, it, it could be could be responsible for a lot of chronic issues, and and there's a lot of synergy between um, lowering deuterium levels and using red light at the same time, along with you know other other factors as well. So I think that's some really cool evidence that the people at um, uh, Center, you know, doctors Cooper and Collins and Boros at Centers for Deuterium Depletion are doing some really cool research in in regards to that. So I think those are a couple of clinical like therapeutic arenas that are I, like I'm personally most excited about, and then you know. If, from our from our company standpoint, I think we launched um, kind of a refreshed version of our devices in early August of of, of this year of 2018, and um, along with you know a lot of different features and and different tech built into the devices, the, the, I think the the, mo- the the aspect that I'm most excited about is the modular design. So you can actually start with a small if you're if you're kind of skeptical but want to give it a shot, you can actually start start with a smaller unit, and then because of that design, it's they're like Lego blocks, and if they connect to each other. Um, and that, that's real, that's a really cool, um, sort of feature that, that we're excited about. It kind of, it, it fits right along with sort of our vision of, of making, making full body light therapy accessible for, for everyone. Um, and so even if you want to start small and give it a shot, you can, you know, you can build out a full body system over time. So that's, that's kind of, that, that's a, that's a pretty cool, uh, feature that, uh, that we're, we're excited about here at Juve. 
I love it. Um, it's just it's so prominently featured among all of the speakers and authors. And I'm so glad I finally tried it out and late to the game. But, you know, here's the thing. As you hit a certain age, you want to age as gracefully as possible and have especially mitochondrial function intact and fire up. And so I feel like I'm, aside from all the other things that I do, right, this really feels like a welcome addition, particularly, again, like the skin and things on my neck, Um, because those are the things where, you know, you age as a woman and Mm -hmm. it shows. And it's not that I won't ever, I'm going to get older, that we all are, but it that was so noticeable within the, almost like a tightening Mm -hmm. um, and in other parts of my body too, like a skin tightening. Um, And I don't know if that's really the skin or it's the skin plus the like maybe muscle mass, testosterone, whatever it is, it's, it's a combination that like, I so believe in, um, and really eight minutes, both sides either day. And I remember Wes telling me, he said, well, if you ever want to at night, like when all the lights are down or whenever you could just kind of turn it on for a little bit and kind of hang out with it for a few minutes. I never have issues with sleep, but I'm assuming there still would be is, can you overdo the light? Like, I mean, you, you, you want to have it in like just a dosage per day or how does that work? Yeah, I, I would say for, for therapeutic um, purposes, for the purposes of like treating something, whether it's muscle recovery or, or something else, I would say you probably want to follow kind of those general guidelines that you mentioned, you know, eight to 10 minutes at a, at a you know, six inches or three to six inches away from the device. You're going to get a, a real therapeutic dose that way. Um, but as, as, as Wes mentioned, I do this myself, my wife and I do this as well. Like we'll oftentimes just flip on one of our smaller devices in, in, our, in our room at night and you're, you're not necessarily giving a therapeutic dose, um, but because, um, because that light at night helps to sort of reset your, your circadian rhythm, um, you want to avoid bright, bright blue light, of course, as most people understand now at, at the evening once the sun sets. It does, it does, it, I, it's one of the biggest things that I notice. You know, if I'm, if I'm wearing, I, um, I've, I was slow to the game when it came to the blue, blue, uh, blue light blocking glasses, but if I don't, if I don't wear those and I don't, we don't have our red light on at night, I, 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 I'm, I'm so used to it now that I, it's, it's, um, it's so, it, it definitely affects my sleep, you know, where as if I'm using, you know, blue light blocking glasses at night, um, and using red light to help illuminate a room, um, it does significantly, uh, help with sleep in, in, in a, in a, in a positive way. So yeah, that's, that's kind of, it's not necessarily therapeutic per se. Um, but, um, in, in sort of a odd way, it kind of is, cause it is, it is helping, you know, hel- helping induce better sleep. Right. We'll give a shout out to James Swanwick right now in his Swanee glasses, his blue blocking glasses. If anyone's curious, he's also been on the show. Um, what else would you like to leave our audience with? I'm, I'm a firm believer. I'm excited about more people doing this, particularly if people suffering from autoimmune and gut. Look, gut is related to all of it, right? Thyroid, mm-hmm. this, that, and everything else. So if that's the, that's, that is very exciting research that's coming around the bend here. And I just suggest that this could be a great modality in addition to healing yourself from whatever it is that you're doing. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a 20 prong approach and this might be one of them. Yep. Yep. No doubt. I, I would say the, the other, you know, just, just to touch on a few common questions yeah. um, that often, that often come up with a lot of our questions or I should say a lot of questions that come up with our, with our customers is, um, is, is a couple things. One is, is, um, is it safe to look at? right? Do I need to wear glasses at all? And I, I would say if you, if you have an, a, an FDA cleared device, part of that testing um, for, the, uh, uh, for the, um, the, the class two clearance is photobiological safety testing for your eyes. And so that's, you know, with our, with our devices, because they've passed those tests, completely safe to look at. In fact, actually, there's a lot of evidence that suggests it helps with retinal function um, um, because of that same mechanism of action, helping the, the cells in your retina um, um, function better. And so um, that, that's one common question. Another um, probably even more, even more, um, more common question than that is, uh, 
is this the same thing as a sauna, um, a, a, an infrared sauna? And um, saunas are great. Um, we're, I, I personally am a big fan of, of saunas, but it is a, a different mechanism of action. Um, a, a good quality sauna is going to induce heat stress on your body by intention. Um, and, um, and, and your body responds kind of similar to cardiovascular um, uh, exercise. And so it is, to, in, 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 I guess, in, to answer that, to try to answer that in, 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 a, in, a, in a brief way would be, uh, they're, they're just two distinctly different therapies, both good, kind of like weightlifting and cardiovascular training. You, ideally, you want a little bit of both, um, but, uh, but they, are, they are significantly different. And so those are kind of some common questions to, um, that, that, that often come up um, you know, when people are exploring uh, light therapy in a, more, in a more serious way. Awesome. Well, everybody go to J-O-O-V-V.com, juve.com, look at all of the reviews, uh, scan it on Instagram. So many people tag it in all of their posts and all of their success stories as well. Um, we're so glad to have you on the show and we're so glad you have your contribution to this space. What else would you like to leave our audience with? I, I would just say, um, if you're, if you're listening and, and this is a new, a new topic, um, just be more cognizant about natural light. You know, that, that's the, that's the easiest next step is just become more aware that you, you're likely maybe not getting enough natural light as you, as you should be. And, and just be more intentional, even if it means just five minutes, trying to get more, you know, five minutes a, a day in, in the natural sun and then trying to work towards, uh, towards, um, uh, towards maybe a, a bigger goal. And if you need light therapy to help supplement, you know, obviously we're, we're big, <laughs> we're big fans, of course. Um, but, uh, but just start with just being more, more aware that, that natural light can be very good. It can be very healthy. And if you don't get enough of it, um, that's, not, that's, not, uh, that's not ideal for our, you know, our normal, healthy bodily function. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Scott Nelson from Juve. Appreciate it. Thanks, Al. So Chris Kelly, Nourish, Balance, Thrive, we're, we're talking about health and you're telling me a funny story about your picky four-year-old daughter that won't eat unless there's Primal Kitchen uh, condiments on the table. It's true. My daughter will not eat unless there's f***ing the Primal Kitchen Wilder. <laughs> it's, it's this cute thing, actually, she does. We have a local state park called Wilder Ranch. Oh, yeah. And uh, she calls the ranch dressing Wilder Ranch dressing. Which <laughs> we, 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 there's no way we're going to correct her on that. It's just too perfect. So, so endearing. Uh, how old um, is she? She's four. Oh my god! So she likes like the mayo on. Oh yeah, on. she so she loves those. So we love them as well. We have uh, we we eat them all the time. We eat the mayo. We eat the balsamic. We eat the the ranch. Um, the avocado oil we use all the time. And, and so, you know, that's completely genuine. And I don't mind talking about that because you took the pain in the ass out of condiments. I really appreciate that. What an authentic spot from Chris Kelly at Nourish Balance Thrive. And yes, Primal Kitchen, you can call it Wilder Ranch Dressing if you want. <laughs> and uh, we'll send five cents of the proceeds over to that beautiful state park because they're, they're trying to make ends meet in Santa Cruz Mountains. Thank you very much, Chris. <laughs> it's my pleasure.